always say it takes 11 months to plan the 11-day Wisconsin State <laughs> Fair. And we don't necessarily need people to know how much work goes into it. Sure. We just need them to come on out and enjoy the fair. And, you know, we hear there's traditions of people that come in every year or, wow, for the first time I'm coming to the State Fair, what do I need to do? And those are such great stories to tell. You're listening to The Quick Cast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into a live episode here of The Quick Cast at the Wisconsin State Fair. My name is Chris Calloway with the Marketing Department, joined by McKenna Dirks, our social media specialist. And our guest today is Jen Puente, Chief Marketing Officer here at the Wisconsin State Fair. Jen, welcome in and happy Friday. Thank you so much. Happy Quick Trip Day at the fair, which is amazing. And um, man, what a what a beautiful day. Quick trip day at the fair, indeed. We are here in our red shirts, our bucket hats. You got your reversible banana hat on. This honestly has to be the best bucket hat I've ever seen. It is decked out with bananas and red quick trip logos and and like palm leaves. Um, it's amazing. So thank you so much. No problem. You can find that at quicktripmerch.com. That's our plug there. But Jen. Did I hear this is your 20th state fair for you? This is. I started when I was four. Just kidding. I really didn't. But yeah, my 20th state fair working here. Um, and actually, if you want to tack on the years that I did 4-H projects and uh, performed here at the state fair, um, I'm definitely north of 25. So that's actually pretty crazy. So how did you transition from, you know, being a kid doing 4-H to coming to to working for the state fair? Well, interestingly enough, I actually ran for the Wisconsin Fairs to the Fairs program. I was the Fairs to the Fairs from Ozaki County, which is just north Milwaukee. And um, my personality maybe doesn't lead to royalty. I will say that much, but it leads to a little bit of sass and uh, a congeniality title, if you will. And I was kind of snarky and asked, you know, the then marketing director, well, you know, for those of us who don't win, do you have any jobs at the state fair? And she goes, boy, do we? And it was setting up, you know, for some of our special events, like quick trip day and things like that. I'm like, sign me up. That sounds great. The whole, I think, $5 an hour I made when I started. Um, but it was great. I never knew I'd find a career, um, you know, in this industry doing something that I love. So it's been great. So now that you've been through it, you know, as many times as you have, what does it take to pull off an event like this? Uh, you know, it really, we always say it takes 11 months to plan the 11 day Wisconsin State <laughs> Fair. And, you know, there's so many things between organizing all the food vendors, setting up the activities, making sure that the animal schedules are right, getting vendors for the expo hall. But what also is kind of interesting, we don't necessarily need people to know how much work goes into it. Sure. We just need them to come on out and enjoy the fair. And, you know, we hear there's traditions of people that come in every year or, wow, for the first time I'm coming to the state fair, what do I need to do? And those are such great stories to tell. And Jen, how many staff members full and part-time are there? So full-time employees, we have just about 100. But remember, we do um, year-round events like um, car races, um, you know, ARCA races. We've got expo show seasons all year long. So it's not just the employees that go for the Wisconsin State Fair, but during the 11-day Wisconsin State Fair, we actually swell to close to 1,200 employees. So we need people to take tickets, clean up the grounds, um, make sure that everyone's doing what they can to have a great time at the fair. And how has the number of employees changed over the years? Uh, the number of employees has actually decreased. Um, wow. Our full-time our full time staff has actually increased a little bit because we found that things we used to be able to just kind of plug and play and, and jump people in, um, are very, very different. And then when you bring in the world of media and things along those lines, like, you know, 20 years ago, like Facebook didn't exist. Sure. Like I was out of college when Facebook started, so I couldn't even like start. So it tells you how old I am. But, um, 
the world has evolved so much. So that's why we have more of those employees. But then when we look at the 11 day event, how we bring in technology with gate scanners or kiosks and things like that, we have been able to kind of reduce that as well, which has been great given the shortage of all the employees that we see out there, you know, everyone's hurting for workers. Um, so, but we've, we've had to look for creative solutions to make that all work. So you mentioned kind of a lot of the, the moving parts and, you know, booking one concert is, is a big to do, but you've had acts like Kansas, Tesla, Nelly, Brett Young, uh, Jeff Dunham, Charlie Barron's, all of those people, you know, take a team to, to get one concert, one entertainment act in place. Does it feel like you always have like a million balls in the air at once? There are, and sometimes, you know, those million balls get dropped. Um, careful how you say that one. Um, sometimes those balls get dropped of, of um, you know, with the entertainment. But we, what we really do try to make sure happens is we have our stuff together as much as we possibly can. Um, again, it's all that behind the scenes work that people don't realize goes into the 11 day fair. And not just those entertainment that we have on the main stage, but also we have multiple other stages throughout the grounds that we program. Um, what's interesting from an entertainment standpoint, so each of the different pavilions here like the Bud Pavilion or Sass's Miller Highlight Pavilion, um, they all book their own entertainment. So you've got many destinations within the State Fair, which a lot of people don't realize. Sure. Huh. What has been your favorite concert ever or this year? Both. Yeah, both. So this year, I actually got the pleasure of going on stage with Jeff Dunham. Oh, nice. He did a Facebook Live from the Wisconsin State Fair and tried two of our um, new unique food items, the jalapeno uh, popper pretzel brat. I said that wrong, but you get the point, uh -huh. um, which is our Sporky's winner. And then he also tried the gummy bear brat. Um, and he tried those on stage, but he needed somebody from the fair with him. So I got the chance to do that and go to his 11 million followers. So if that's not intimidating, I'm not sure what is. Um, but my favorite concert ever Fun fact, um, Salt and Pepper played here in 2015, and I actually got engaged on the stage during the Salt and Pepper concert. So no I have a lot of history here with the fair. How did, how, like how do you even tap that? Right? How did your fiance at men at that time coordinate that? When you have friends in the right places, you can make anything happen here at the fair. Okay, so push it real good is like the soundtrack to your marriage? Well, I don't know about that. We'll say maybe what a man. How sure, about that? what a man. There you go. So we kind of talked about how this is state fair season in the Midwest, you know, Iowa's coming up, Minnesota. Do you find yourself competing with those other state fairs to be bigger and better? It, our industry is so unique. So when you look at a, at a lot of competitive businesses, a lot of them do compete, but we actually share knowledge sure. between the different fairs and state fairs um, to make all of us a little bit better as an industry. I think there's some stigmas that when you go to a state fair or county fair, you're going to be sitting on a hay bale. And, you know, that's really not what this industry is about. We pull a lot of different industries together, mobile amusement business, all the concessionaires, all of the vendors that come in local and regionally. Um, so we do work with a lot of those other fairs, but certainly there's always friendly competition of, you know, who's a attendance was higher or, you know, how much money maybe a fair made or what unique experience they were able to get or entertainment they were able to get that we may be caught in. So there's some friendly competition there as well. So when you think back to your, your first fairs working here, how much more complex is it? I mean, I know that there's people that want to come to the same fair for the same thing every year. They want to get mm -hmm. their, their corn dog, their, their cotton candy, that sort of thing. And how do you kind of balance that with 
what you want to be new and innovating about. You hit the nail right on the head. It is that fine balance of uh, we want the same thing. We always want to do the same thing every time we come to the fair, but oh, look, there's something new. So it's bringing those somethings new in to make those part of the traditions. But it really has changed a lot, again, from like a media consumption standpoint. Like I've kind of talked about that a little bit, but people want more information. You know, when we first started here, I think people would show up at the fair and go, oh, what am I going to do today? Now they want to plan every minute they're here so that they can get the most out of their trip to the fair. And a lot of them visit our website. Uh, we have a phenomenal website that you can go in and plan. And, and, you know, as we look to the future, I, we need to have guides available for the, this is the first time I'm coming to the fair. What do I need to do? So I think just the way people plan to come out has been one of the biggest changes. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Um, certainly COVID wasn't fun. Sure. Um, you know, when you can't gather with more than 15 people putting on an event the size of ours doesn't really work. Um, you know, employees have been challenging as well. And I think it's just spicing things up. Like, like you said, you want to keep that balance of traditional, but also something new. And it's really impossible to make everyone happy. And I think once you can accept that, you can move on to really produce the best event you possibly can. Very nice. All right. I want to look this up so I get it right. You mentioned that uh, food item, the Pino Pretzel Popper Brat. Okay, so that's the 2022 Sporky Award winner. When you see something like that come onto the menu or the the old-fashioned on a stick or some of these, you know, crazy items, kind of, are you surprised that they're able to come up with a new way to put something on a stick every year? Honestly, our vendors are unbelievably amazing like i am somewhat surprised that they can keep reinventing themselves all the time and you know a lot of the stands have certain items that they can work with you know some of them are bigger and have a luxury but like gertrude's pretzels for example who won the sporkies this year she's in a trailer um said that properly a very beautiful mobile concession stand is much better way to say that and she has limited space they've got limited you know products that they carry so to be innovative with those limited products i think is what is the most impressive and so with something like the sporkies which is our food competition um we're able to spread the love you know we're we're not biased and if it's a concession trailer or if it's a big pavilion here at state fair you know we give them all a fair opportunity but i am amazed and personally that pineal pretzel papa bread is worth it it was so good okay. <laughs> i had it for breakfast a couple days ago i'm adding that to my lunch <laughs> menu here today so so you're not like necessarily involved with coming up with that idea that they, they bring their 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 stand and they said this is what we got this year correct so they bring those new unique ideas to us and then we take that and give them a platform to to showcase that and market that out to everyone and entice people to come so um i think they argue with who gets the harder job in that <laughs> in that scenario but it's really fun when we do announce our new foods or we do announce our sporkies finalists those are some of the biggest things that people really look for from um, not just wisconsin state fair but i think a lot of our fairs sure that's wholesome <laughs> um, do you eat stair stair food do you eat state food all week state fair food state fair food wow all week or do you mix in something you know like healthy um, I did have a banana today primarily go. because you are sampling them here at Wisconsin State Fair but I'm fairly certain that's maybe the first piece of fruit that I have had um, we have 11 days I lean all in on the fair foods but I really do try to not repeat okay. that's where my challenge comes in so um, you know some of these like big sporkies items like I've had it I don't need to have that again so I do try to spread the love but I mean we're walking 15 miles a day so we're burning off the calories so you don't 
feel as bad about that. I will say that what is the most brutal is a couple days after the fair. Because you, A, you don't know what to do with yourself. You're super tired. It all catches up to you. And there's no one there to prepare food for you. Like, you can't just walk up to a stand and go, what do I want to eat today? Like, that's not an option. Certainly, there's lots of other places, you know, outside of the grounds. But nothing's quite like fair food. So let's say you have one day at the state fair. You want to plan out breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What is your eating plan? Like, what are you going to make sure that you hit? What can't you miss? Do you get adventurous? Kind of, what, if you had three meals, how would you I attack I wish I had better prepared for that question. Um, so for breakfast, no joke, I would actually go have a piece of dill pickle pizza because it's okay. my favorite. Um, and I would start the day with that to just kind of satisfy that craving because otherwise I think about it all day long. Um, and then after I do a little walk around, um, there's a new vendor that we brought in this year that has weekly butter cake on a stick. It's so good. Um, I had that for the first time this year. I would add that to my list. Okay. Um, so that's like your little snack in the middle of the day. I would likely then go in for a pork burger from the Wisconsin Pork Producers. Not the pork chop sandwich, the pork burger. burger. Don't ask me why, but they're really good. Okay. You can only get them at the fair. So I'd have that, put a little horseradish and barbecue sauce on it. And then I would get a Sunday from the Wisconsin Products Pavilion. Um, the Washington County FFA does a great job. I would get a strawberry Sunday. So now I've kind of like pasted out here over the course of a couple hours. Um, I would go get some Mexican corn in a cup because oh, I, there's a vegetable. So I did have that this week. So I will, I will reward it. I did have a vegetable. Okay. So I would have that as well. Um, and then as we'd get into like that dinner time, I would be like, okay, I'd have to kind of check myself. I would get a Sazza sampler platter in there with the mozzarella sticks, classic cheese curd and French fries. No marinara though. All ranch. I okay. want all the ranch. Okay. On I'm with you on that. That's how we do it from that's Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> all in. And then depending on where I'm at and how much I've walked and what else I've done from a food game, I may go back for round two of the pickle pizza. If I'm being real honest, and I'd probably throw a cream puff in there too, just because you're kind of a, right. kind of the obligatory thing. When in but, Rome, as you will. Huh? When in Rome. When in Rome, exactly. exactly. So I mean, if I just get a finger in there and have some of the cream, I'd be good with that. But um, that would kind of be my food game. Um, so try to spread it out, smaller portions of things, and the dill pickle craze. I mean, it feels like it's it's been trendy over the past <laughs> couple of years. I think I saw. A, Pickle cotton candy? Uh, we did have dill pickle cotton candy. It was so popular that we've sold out of it. Wow. Um, There's it, that much demand for, for pickle flavoring. I, I am a pickle fan, as okay. you may, may be able to tell. Um, yes, there is that demand for pickled things. Sure. And... Um, we have some good radio personalities in the area that are like all in on pickles. We actually did an entire like 25 minute segment of all things pickle you can get at the state fair. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> only in Wisconsin, right? Sure. And it's just something really fun to lean into. Okay. So as the fair is approaching each year, what is the one food item that you look forward to eating the most? In the last couple of years, since the dill pickle pizza has been invented, it is definitely that. Because I've tried it other places, you just cannot replicate what it is here. So I do really look forward to that. Um, and the other thing I really do enjoy is in the Wisconsin Products Pavilion, they make these grilled cheese sandwiches. And sometimes they have special cheese days um, where they bring in pepper jack. So Pepper Jack Grilled Cheese Day, there is like a PSA that goes out and like I lose my mind. So I look very, very forward to the Pepper Jack Grilled Cheese. Wow. That's too good. Okay. <laughs> 
So we're getting down towards the end of the fair. Do you start planning for 2023 right away or do you take some time off to recharge? We've already started planning for 2023. We actually have some entertainment acts booked already for 2023. Um, but during, as the fair is running, we keep running lists of things that we know we want to tackle for the coming year. And I think I'm on page three of those lists at this point. Um, but it, I mean, as soon as the fair is over and even while the fair is happening, you're always thinking ahead. How can we do this better? How can we make this work? Or you try something of that didn't work very well. We're not going to do that again, but what could take its spot? You know, so we're always in that planning mode, planning phase. And, um, you know, this year's no exception. I, I would say going into 21, the year after COVID and having the fair, that was probably the most difficult because we just weren't sure like what's going to happen. And, um, you know, that one was really difficult as we came into this year was a lot more smooth sailing, getting back to what we are used to. So that was a really nice, refreshing change from the previous two years. Very cool. Well, it's been an awesome. We're looking forward to the rest of Quick Trip Day here at the State Fair. It's absolutely perfect weather out today. But to talk to Quick Trip, you grew up close to a Quick Trip. I did. Outside of Milwaukee. I did. So it's been something you've been going to your whole life? It has. So um, I actually grew up right next door to a Quick Trip. So when you heard in the Milwaukee area that there weren't a ton of Quick Trips, I didn't understand it because I lived right next to one. Sure. And um, I remember, you know, going to get the milk in a bag and, you know, the bananas when we were little, we'd walk right over and um, I didn't think that was weird. So then, you know, when you come and realize that it is like this state phenomenon, I was like, well, I guess I was pretty lucky because I grew up right next to a quick trip. Um, that quick trip has now been remodeled and it is huge. It's got one of the nice fancy car washes and um, a great place, obviously, to stop for coffee and a donut when we're not walking around the fair, but it's still fine. Sure. So, so if you were on a desert island and you can only take one quick trip food item with you, what would it be? Hands down the cheese filled breadsticks. All right. But not marinara. Hands down. Huh? But not marinara. Not marinara. <laughs> no, we don't need marinara with them. Um, so having working with the State Fair, you're probably a bit of a milk aficionado. I am, yes. So, I, I've obviously I've talked a lot about dairy this right. morning. <laughs> so we have our, our, our milk products that we're very proud of, but there is a, a very passionate debate about the chocolate milk whether you prefer the brown cap or the green cap. Are you familiar with that debate? I'm not familiar. Please enlighten me. Okay, brown cap is the the diesel, the, the fully Oh, the fully, fully leaded. Yes, yep. and then the green is your, your diet, your, your light, <sighs> your fat-free. This is not fair. I know, it's a tough choice. These are like serious life choice questions. I mean, I think it depends on the day. Like if you're feeling like you should behave, go with the green cap. But if you need like the comfort of a chocolate milk, you kind of go on, on the brown cap. So do you have a, a favorite milk then at the, the dairy barn when you're sampling? So we actually have a milk house here at State Fair that yes. we do in partnership with our State Fair Foundation. And my favorite is root beer. Root beer milk. That's because it tastes a popular like, one. It, it tastes like a melted root beer flow. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, we've we had that as one of our seasonal milks. It just ended. I don't know the whole milk schedule, but it we have a really wish I would have known that. It's awesome. I would have frequented quick, quick trip even more than I do, which is already at an unhealthy level. So that's what we like to hear. Well, any more questions, McKenna? 
other than the fact, uh, how sad are you to see the state fair end soon? Okay, the, so that's also a question I've never prepared for because it really is sad. So it takes so much time to plan and prepare for the 11 day fair. I mean, it takes weeks upon weeks to set this place up. We close on Sunday night and you come back here on Monday morning and it is like the most depressing thing you will ever see. I, I'm not even kidding you. And especially as the organizers, it's like, it's gone. It happened so fast. But what you will see is like, zip ties everywhere <laughs> like cut zip ties everywhere because there's so much sure. stuff being you know all the banners and things like that they're held up with zip ties so you'll see zip ties all over the floor all over the ground so we you know get cleaned up but then like holes where the stands used to be because they are traveling on to their next events you know so they move very very quickly a lot of fairs usually start on like a Wednesday or a Thursday so Monday Tuesday Wednesday are their travel days they need to get somewhere else but it really is sad to see it tear down but then we also celebrate in the success that we have sure. um you know the last seven out of eight years we've had over a million visitors during the 11 day wisconsin state fair and it's we're always celebrating especially this year i think celebrating that life is a little bit more normal mm -hmm. and i think just celebrating that we've been able to revel in really great weather really fun experiences and all these great stories that people come to the state fair with awesome well that's a perfect place to end jen Puente, chief marketing officer for the wisconsin state fair we appreciate your time we're looking forward to enjoying the rest of uh quick trip day here at the wisconsin state fair and uh enjoy the rest of the last couple of days here thanks you and if you missed the fair this year mark your calendar for next year august 3rd through the 13th you can come on to the 2023 wisconsin state fair which is unfathomable to think that we're talking about that but mark the calendar now and as we like to say we'll see you next time we'll see you next time <laughs> thanks for listening to the quick cast hey we'll see you next time 